Welcome to episode 14 of the ADV podcast. We're talking about China's opium war revenge today. It's not like Revenge of the Sith, right? No. Actually, that was Return... No, Revenge of the Sith was a movie, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Whatever. Well, kind of. China's kind of the Sith, if <laughs> you really think about it. Yeah. But uh, we have a few things to go through today. Most importantly, we're going to talk about the impact of fentanyl yes. in America and how it's coming from China. Not completely blaming China for this whole addiction thing. We're not going to be going into the actual addiction problem. Yes, because I have a problem with that too. Right, of course. But we're <laughs> going to be mostly talking about the broken promises that the CCP has made and actually how it affects other companies as well, including TikTok, which is also in today's docket. Absolutely. So I guess we're going to start out with what's new. So let's hit that. Uh, what's yes. new, as you know, is when we talk about new things that happen... <laughs> In China. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so the first thing we got in What's News, uh, maybe you can explain to us what's happening uh, behind us with this, this young gentleman. What, what well, is he about uh, to do? We, we, you know, don't play it yet. Okay. We can, like, uh, get some build up in the chat here. What do you okay. think is going to happen in this clip? Make everyone yeah. nervous. Um, so before we roll this clip, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the whole mask ban in Hong Kong. Yeah. And... I think we touched on this before, but face masks are commonplace in Taiwan and in Hong Kong. Japan, too. In Japan. Number one, to stop the spread of illness. So if there's a cold yeah. or a flu going around, people kind of have the morality in their hearts to be like, I don't mm. want to spread this. Sure. Or I don't want to catch it. Yeah, right? I don't want to catch it. Number two, a lot of scooter travel in Taiwan means that they don't want to breathe in exhaust fumes. Sure, it helps like that. that. Helps with that. Number three is if a woman is self-conscious about her looks. Yeah. She'll wear that if she's got bad teeth. If she doesn't want to or, wear makeup that day. Yeah, doesn't day. want to wear makeup. I've heard that a lot before. I didn't hear it. That was like some of my uh, co-teachers in Taiwan used to do that all the time. They even admitted it. Yeah, of course. But the whole mask ban means that uh, people can be identified in the protests. Mm -hmm. That's what China wants, obviously. Right? Yeah, so they can Find dox the them yeah. and they can arrest them and things like that. So Now, Hong Kong's always been very creative. Yeah. Right. They're not going to sit on their laurels and be like, you know what? They got us, right? Sure. They've been putting out hilarious ways to thwart the cameras and things like, like using this. your hair to block yeah. your face. And, <laughs> and they're yeah. having a laugh about it. Sure. And this is the latest incarnation. Yeah, so let's take a look. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Now, the greatest thing about this to me, I don't know how effective this would be because I don't think you can see very well. Yeah. But if you think about this, imagine if this news leaked. I, I hope Xi Jinping saw this is my point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what exactly. would he think of this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. really, I kind of want one of those. It's funny. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our next little thing. <laughs> sure. Okay. Now, because of what's been going on in Hong Kong, all the people that were kind of fighting for the idea of reunification in Taiwan with mainland China have changed their mind. Mm -hmm. Because... China's been promising this one country, two systems idea. If you join, come back to join China, we'll let you carry on being the way you are. But that's what they promised Hong Kong. Right. And we're talking about things like uh, a judicial system, mm. uh, rule of your own rule of law. Yeah, your own laws. Democracy. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, the way you run your economy, healthcare, everything. Yeah, open internet, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But guess what? People can see what's been happening in Hong Kong, how mm. all of those so-called promises and freedoms have been eroded away mm. bit by bit. And now it's got to a point where they're not even pretending to go along with this one country, two mm. systems thing. They're just like, no, you must. You must do this. You must do that. There, amongst the older mm. generation of people in Taiwan, uh, when the Kuomintang was in power before Tsai Ing-wen, yeah. um, the idea of reunification wasn't really a reality, but it was one of those things where we're not going to reunify under the Communist Party of China. But if some changes happen there, we're yeah. more open to that idea. Sure. So all the people that you're referring to changing their mind 
I mean, this has bolstered her support. She was sure. actually down in the polls before all this yeah. stuff happened, and now everyone's like, no, 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 no. Look at Hong Kong, it's on fire. Sure. You know? So now, what did they promise? They promised to fully respect Taiwan's way of life. <laughs> I think they should have, like, waited until some of this news calmed down mm. before throwing this out there, because everyone's going to... It's a meme. Yeah. It's a no, joke. It is. It is. So, unfortunately, uh, we can see from history and just the way people behave, well, the way the CCP is behaving towards Hong Kong and everyone, to be honest. All the promises in the trade war, the Belt and Road, all of this kind of thing. Anything that, pro- that China actually says and promises that they will do and follow through with is a bunch of BS. Mm. So far, and we're going to talk about that more in this episode, yeah. but almost every single promise that China makes... They procrastinate or they find a reason to renege on that promise. We're going to talk about that a little it's, bit. It's to, mm. to make it super simple and highlight what we're talking about, it's always mm. China first. Yeah. As every country is. Sure. You know, your own self-interest are the most important thing. Yeah. But it's to the point where almost every single governmental promise is broken in favor of China first. Sure. Right? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Exactly. All right. Let's see what's, uh, what's coming up next over here. Um... You know, we, we do have to talk about this whole TikTok situation. Mm-hmm. How, how about you lead off with it? Because I know you watch TikTok. I don't. Right. Um, originally, I was interested in TikTok because I was on Douyin. Mm, yeah, I was I on Douyin, yeah. I was on all the Chinese versions of these apps. Mm. Uh, we've said this a million times. Say it again. TikTok is a Chinese-owned app. Sure. It is called Douyin in China. Um, for the very few percentage of people that have never heard of TikTok, it's basically a short-form video sharing It's like website. Vine. It's kind of like the resurgence of Vine. Yes. Um, there's there's memes and trends that go through, and mm-hmm. those get to the front page, and then they disappear, and more people get popular. It's very indicative of today's, like, I'm not going to watch a 20-minute YouTube video. What I'm going to do is get on TikTok and, you know, chew bubblegum in my brain for 10 seconds. Sure. Move on to the next thing. I didn't expect TikTok to be so wildly popular, but the reason it happened was uh, Douyin was originally called Musical.ly here in America. Yeah, yeah. And it was quite popular, but it was mostly popular amongst like 12-year-old girls, right? right? Because everyone with that name made it synonymous with like karaoke or like, oh, I'm going to lip sync to a song, sure. which only has a limited appeal. TikTok, when they switched their name, now it's just become, like you said, Vine. It's short sure. form video. Anyone yeah. can do it. There's... 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds on there, you know? So it's one of the most downloaded and used apps. You, brought, you guys have probably seen, if you don't use it, you still see ads for it everywhere, sure, right? Sure, Now, TikTok is under fire, big mm-hmm. time, super hardcore, your mug. Your mug statement is, uh, I don't need Google, my husband knows everything. Um, you can probably assume that is belongs to one of our wives. Mm. Um, however, it is a very mm-hmm. nice-sized mug. To hold a lot of coffee because we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, sure. Anyway, to get back into TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. This is the problem. So this senator dude, right, mm-hmm. James Langford. Well, you can read what he said. So TikTok is a Chinese-owned video platform that is harvesting Americans' data and poses a risk to national security, just like the face swap deepfake app. We should be careful when using apps that have been developed by state-owned Chinese tech firms to protect our personal privacy. Thank you. You look much more like a politician than I do, so that worked out okay. really well. Sure. I don't think he's a British accent, though. Yeah, neither do I, really. <laughs> no. Yes, you... <laughs> oh, what is it, then? It's a, it's a kind of a mixed I'd say mixed bag. It's pretty British. Anyway, okay. long story short, this dude, don't know anything about him. Yeah. He's obviously, you know, putting the idea out there that 
this wildly popular app in America mm -hmm. needs to be scrutinized because at the end of the day, it's still a Chinese-owned company. I want you to explain to people why that matters so much, no matter what promise any company makes. Every single company is beholden to the CCP. It's part of law in China that if you are a, comp a Chinese company, you must answer to the CCP. And if the CCP demands that you do XYZ for national security, you cannot refuse them. It's not like in the States where Apple, remember there was that thing where there was like a terrorist's phone and they found a terrorist's iPhone and the FBI and everyone was asking Apple to unlock it and they were like, no, we're not going to do that because it goes against our privacy system, or whatever. Yeah. That was their system and they refused because mm. they're a bunch of pricks and we, we know Apple just capitulate to China but not to their own country. Sure. Anyway, the thing is, they refused and they stuck to their so-called values because they can. You can tell the US government no. But in China, you can't. If the, if the Chinese government, the CCP, comes to your company, TikTok, and they're like, we want access to that phone's microphone and camera that you've, that app is on of that person. I mean, it's already accessing yeah. those, right? They have to say yes. Right. They cannot say no. And here's, here's the thing is TikTok yeah. actually put out a, a PR statement, right? Yeah. Saying, doesn't matter where the app is, we only adhere to local laws. And I want this to be really clear. I think this is where we can actually chime in about this. Okay. Tencent doesn't matter what Chinese company you're talking about, Huawei, they can have the most moral, beautiful angels running the company. Obviously they don't, but no. they could, right? Everyone that works there actually believes in freedom of speech. They can have all their own ideals, right? It sure. doesn't matter because TikTok said, listen, if we're in Germany, we have to abide by German laws. We do not send data back to China. Same thing in America. That doesn't make sense because no. all you have to do is realize that every single company registered in China, like you said, has to bow down and talk to the Chinese Absolutely. government. So all the data goes through their servers. Right. It's in they their servers. Have, they have control over all of that data. It doesn't matter if that, that server is sitting in your country. Mm. The Chinese government still has access to that right. data. Right. So a lot of people were getting down on this because <clears throat> um, uh, on this guy, again, yeah. I don't know his affiliation or whatever, but a lot of people are getting down on him, uh, fans of TikTok. Yeah. saying, listen, oh, but TikTok said, right? Yeah. Oh, great, great proof, TikTok it's, said. It means nothing, just like all the promises from the CCP. Right. They're just there to kind of put up, throw up a smoke screen. They make a promise to make people back off. They're like, oh, they're going to be good to their word. Just because your country and your government usually sticks to its promises, mm. or if your culture sticks to its promises, does not mean that the CCP will, they know how to take advantage of that. Right. You know what I mean? The, I, this goes so much deeper than that, but the reason yeah. I wanted to bring up the TikTok example is because yeah. people will understand, having yeah. not been to China, they'll understand this, right? Yeah. We've talked about this a million times, but in China, when a problem becomes so big, even domestically, this is not just for foreign stuff, when yeah. a, a problem becomes so big domestically, they don't do anything about it until the last minute. When yes. it's become too outrageous, and then they go crazy, like motorcycle bans sure, and stuff. Sure. Okay, it's become such a big problem. No one does anything. No one does anything. On paper, motorcycles are illegal. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. Bam! Billion cops over here ripping sure. keys out. Smash the bikes. Yeah, exactly. Know. It goes goes insane. That's how China works. Anyway, yeah, this is this is going to be tied into everything we're talking about yeah. in this episode. Um, do we have anything else in the what's new? Because there is something we have to talk about that we talked about last week. Just um, oh yes, of course. Yes. Um, hmm. Talk a little bit about gaming in China, maybe. Set the stage. Well, the reason why Blizzard, as we all know, has bent over to China and is banning anyone who says anything pro-Hong Kong or anything like that from their games. and all, Everybody knows about that by now, I, I think. Mm. I mean, BlizzCon that happened just recently, they had people out there with the free Hong Kong stuff and all that was kind of funny. Yeah. But the reason is, is because China has a massive gaming market. Now, 
when I first got to China in 2006, I was kind of blown away because the internet cafe had died. Okay, the internet cafe was not a thing anymore in the West. Everybody has their own internet. Oh, that was you know. like early 2000s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the reason why the internet cafes are still big in China and are still big today is because, first of all, most households don't actually have a computer. Mm -hmm. Everyone has mobile phones oh, to yeah. access oh, the yeah. internet, okay? But most households don't have a, a powerful gaming computer, right? So when kids want to go play games, they go to these internet cafes. First of all, they're super, super cheap. And second of all, it allows them to get out of the house. Yeah. Because one thing you don't realize about China, if you haven't lived there, is that families all live together. Mm. So, you know, you will have your grandparents, you'll have your parents and yourself in this tiny apartment, usually a two bedroom, you know, sometimes a one bedroom, if you're rich, like a three bedroom apartment. So it's crowded. Mm. You've got bloody old people all around the place doing, throwing their vegetables on the floor or whatever they do. You've got your parents on your back you want to get out of the house of you want to play games your parents won't let you play games at home your grandparents are giving you crap about drinking hot water whatever so what do you need to do you go to the internet cafe it's like five rmb for three hours which is like less than a US people sleep there because yeah of that. you can yeah. and they've even got these like big chairs and if that can lean back and stuff and you go there people are sleeping there they've got instant noodles that you can order mm. at the front and they'll, they'll make it for there. you. <laughs> yeah, people actually do. I don't know why I laughed about that. No, it's but insane. I've, I've spent some time in those internet cafes, especially in the beginning because it was my only way to get internet. Um, and it's, it's an interesting setup. So what you do is you've got banks of computers. You've got a system that every time the computer is switched off, it like wipes the hard drive. You turn it back on, it basically Ghost, yeah. rebuilds it using like Norton Ghost or whatever and creates a whole new image. But you've got access to Thousands of movies on their network, pirated movies, all the music you can think of, and all the online games. And they range from stupid QQ games, which are kind of like Tetris or... Or like little Mario like Kart clones. Or Dance Dance Revolution yeah. type crap that you play online. Uh, all the way up to like the, the World of Warcraft and all the sort of more intensive modern games like right. Fortnite and all right. that. The ones that aren't banned in China mm -hmm. anyway, right? The thing is... China has a massive problem with video game addiction because mm -hmm. of this. You get, like you said, you get people that go in there, they sit down, they play, and they die, okay? Or they play and they don't go to school and they can't, their parents can't find them and there's all this crap. So because of this massive video game addiction, you've got a massive market for video games in China. Millions upon millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of kids spending their days in these internet cafes, their nights, right. their evenings. So a company like Blizzard obviously wants a chunk of that market even though in china piracy is big and all that kind of stuff there's still enough people that you can still make money if you have a marginal percentage it's yes, still worth exactly. it exactly yeah. so that's why they're willing to bend over backwards and throw their ethics out the window to right. please china right but this is probably going to hurt their bottom line um what so do you think? yeah yeah um another thing i just want to add on about the the wang ba the internet yeah. cafe culture it's a it's an escape like you said from home because chinese yeah. homes are very very regimented yeah so you see these kids they get to go smoke cigarettes right? yeah of yeah. course they all smoke cigarettes but they can't do it at home yeah they sure. can meet girls there sure. right they can meet other kind of like uh people that like to ditch school like you said sure. a lot of illicit activities go on in these kind of places sure. too yeah. um but anyway the, the new rule that China set up says 90 minutes a day until 10 p.m. So this is uh, the internet cafe culture regulation now. Mm -hmm. So they'll have to comply to this. You only get to play 90 minutes a day. You got to get cut off at 10 p.m. unless you're over 18. Sure. Right. And before, before you know, we just sound like we're, we're 
crapping on China right now. South Korea also put on restrictions for students. Sure. This does happen elsewhere. But what's going to happen now, and this is one of the bigger things, this is what's really pissing off a lot of game companies, is that they're going to require using your real ID yeah. and real name for any online purchases within games. Sure. And they're limiting to pe people to about $50 a month. And some of these guys would spend thousands, sure. right? Like. Rich people do it, poor people do it, they're going to debt because of it, right? Sure. These really addicting, uh, you know, uh, attributes of these games. Yeah. So you have all these game companies now that are like, holy crap, the government in like that can impose yeah. like an economic restriction on a huge chunk of the economy. Yeah. Right, the tech economy. Where are they making their money? Right. So mm -hmm. you see Western companies like Blizzard that are really upset, and then you also see Chinese domestic game companies really upset about this too. You know, this, this internet like addiction thing has been a big problem in mm. china for a long time uh not that long ago they still have them but not as much they used to have these like internet addiction camps where they'd use shock therapy and stuff mm. to try and get the kids well, they, off the they games they still have those yeah yeah i know but yeah. it's not as, as yeah, yeah. severe as it sure. used to be um they quite a few years ago already they started implementing this law where if you went to an internet cafe when you like buy your time you have to register with your real id mm -hmm, card mm -hmm. so that they can see who you are and like how long you're spending and you know what you're doing and keep track of your activities number one i guess because they want to curb it a little bit mm -hmm. but number two because if someone me leaves a post anti-government post online on a, a lot forum, of stuff happened there yeah because yeah. it's people thought they were free and right. away from the scrutiny in their little Wangba, you know, in the little um, internet cafe hole somewhere they could just do what they want. But now your real ID is now attached to every post you make online and things like that. So that's something they were doing to combat this. Interesting little aside, when yeah. I went to film my internet cafe culture video yeah. for Laodi 6, yeah. when I went in there, the boss was super keen and let me do whatever. Typical, like, nice Chinese dude, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I still wasn't allowed to log on with because I can't use my ID. Sure, I have a sure. Chinese ID. He thankfully like borrowed some other people so we sure. could actually try stuff out. But it was really interesting. They didn't have any measures for like to get around it unless you just use someone else's ID to log you, in. You went to a really nice one. It actually. was a super swank one because yeah. they usually oh, they, disgusting. Yeah. Dude, I've been to ones in Baotou yeah. in Mongolia. Sure, there's dens of sin. There's yeah. drugs. There's yeah, everything it's in like there. The, it's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, so now I think Blizzard's going to pay a little bit of a price. Because they're losing their morals, they're letting go of their morals. This goes for any company that deals with China. They're losing their their morals and their you know all that. And now they're going to lose a lot of their so-called market that they sold their souls for in the first place. Don't you know? Don't you hate when people are like a "told you so" the attitude? But we've mm. said this so many mm. times, and I just want people to under you got to understand China. Yeah, exactly. You are these companies so dumb that they don't think the Chinese government isn't going to go back on their word or just hammer ban them outright because they sure. do this all the time. All it's a time. massive risk to do business with China. Yeah, you could is. you could be done tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway, we have to talk about something that we talked about uh, last episode. Yeah, we'll do a, a retraction, yeah. Well, it's not a, a, bit, a bit actually of a not a re retraction. Remember we talked about the 39 dead people in the container truck, the lorry in the UK? Yeah. And at the time... It was said they were Chinese citizens. Do you mm. know why? Turns out they're not. They're Vietnamese. And I oop. Yeah, but you know I why? Mm -hmm. Because why? Because they had Chinese passports. They all had fraud Chinese fraudulent passports. Chinese passports. Do you know why they had fraudulent uh, Chinese passports? Well, from personal experience, I know that human trafficking between Vietnam and China is huge. Yes. And the gangs that run it are typically run out of mainland China. Yes, so mm. Chinese smuggling mafia, basically. Mm. Snakeheads, as they call them. They're the ones that organized this trip. They're the ones who are responsible for the death of those 39 Vietnamese 
people. And a uh, devil's advocate, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch the devil's advocate in the face right here. Do you know why? Why? Because people will say, okay, it's criminal activity. The blame lies on no one. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because I met the PLA snakeheads on the Vietnamese border sure. in China doing that exact same thing. How is it that they get passports? Yeah. They obviously Without government connections. Come on. Come yeah. on. I mean, they literally were, they weren't even hiding it when they're radioing people across the river when sure. I was there. I was sure. so spooked. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so that's that. The the people that they found in the truck were Viet- Vietnamese with fake Chinese passports mm. supplied to them by Chinese human trafficking gangs. Mm. Okay, let's move on to our main thing today, which well, of course... Well, no, we need to do... Oh, we've got some super chats. Okay, how about you bring up some super chat questions? You're back to forgetting. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's age, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 42 Fab Metal Fabrication and Signage. First off, big so, friend of ours. Yeah. Um, so subscribe to his channel if you're interested in metal fabrication. Yeah, I got a video about that. I'll be right back. Okay, you'll be right back then. He actually... Yeah. <laughs> he actually made this. This oh, is yes, my Loudy 6 logo. You see on my sweatshirt? Um, he actually fabricated this. That was lasers, right? He made a video CNC, about that um, CNC cutting machine. Yeah, yeah. really cool stuff. Super anyway, cool. Uh, he says, but I can use Google Rewards as Super Chat. Ha! He is saying that our video is demonetized. Uh, yeah. Don't want to rub that in. I'm so sick of people talking about like, oh, my video is being targeted for demonetization. Yeah. Happens to everyone. It does. It doesn't matter if you're pro-China, anti-China, neutral. Something in between. If you love bunnies, hate rabbits, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, YouTube's being incredibly sensitive these days because they're just, I don't know, tiptoeing around everything. They don't want advertisers to get spooked away because there's, um, you know, these very uh, unscrupulous companies like the Wall Street Journal or something, and they'll specifically try to find someone saying something bad and having an advert from someone on there, and then they'll go to that company and show them this, and then they don't want to be on YouTube mm-hmm. anymore. So YouTube's being very careful because I can't blame them. The entire platform could collapse. Sure. So they have to be careful. Anyway, we probably will be demonetized. Our previous one was. That's yeah. life. I, almost okay. half of them have been yes. demonetized. Yeah. Uh, Dion Chapman, thank you very much, man. Mm. Uh, yay, got my motorcycle learners. J- uh, no, just need a bike to practice on. Oh, now. If we are ever in the same place, we can ride. Yeah, dude. dude congratulations. Congratulations. It's Now you have freedom. Mm. Take it easy, though. Don't, yeah. don't be a squid. Yeah. You know, learn how to ride. And learn how to ride your own ride. It's mm. very important when you when you start riding. Don't try to show off. Don't ride with like very experienced riders. That's a big because mistake, then you yeah. try to keep up with them. You've right. got to you've got to learn. You know right. you got to learn for sure. Anyway, um, cool. What do we got next? I'll do one more. One more, yeah. Uh, Der Lanchende Vampire. Um, how do you guys handle all the stuff you experience psychologically? I'd, I'd I'd have severe traumas after watching people laughing at corpses, for example, or killers butchering nurses next door. Jayo. Um, like I, I mentioned this in my video yesterday mm. or two days ago, sorry. Um, you don't deal with it yesterday. in the beginning. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Oh, it was yesterday. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you don't deal with it at the time. You deal with it after being there and seeing it over and over and over again. Right. right. It doesn't mean you come out of it being like, oh, I'm totally fine now. It really messes with your head. It does. Mm. I did. De- I deal with it differently because... Uh, I'd seen way worse in South Africa. Sure, you know, sure. I've seen people actually being brutally murdered, right. shot and right. burnt alive and right. stuff. I've seen so the aftermath of that. My brother died when I was 13 and he was uh, seven. So I'm used to death from an early age. Mm-hmm. I've had to deal with a lot. So for me going to China, it didn't upset me. What, what well, really certain. No, what really upset me was how society reacted. That's the, that's the thing. You know, seeing these things... You know, in front of your face to me was just like, 
oh that that's that sucks poor guy you know right. that kind of thing but at the same time looking at how people behaved around me that upset me a mm, lot for sure yeah, yeah okay cool. let's go on to our main thing yes so today we are talking about soft power again which is our main segment where we talk about what the chinese government's up to when it comes to trying to sway your ideas in their sneaky little ways more. to make you think that uh you know china's the best mm-hmm. anyway let's see what's going on in soft power we're going to start with this Fentanyl smugglers, nine jailed and landmark U.S.-China operation. Now, I hate headlines like this. Sure. Why Why would you hate a headline like this? Because it's fake. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it may be true, but it's very misleading as to what's going on here. But I think before we even get into that, let's just explain, you know, what fentanyl is for those who don't know what sure. fentanyl is. Yeah, I think most people know, but yeah. Yeah, but you're like the chemist guy, you know. So. Yeah. I guess, in a way. I worked yeah. at a pharmacy, so... You've always got pills in your pockets and stuff, or headaches and caffeine mm. pills and things. He's really good with uh, chemicals and stuff, so... People make fun of me until they need need a headache pill. Which anyway. I Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you've taken one. You've taken ibuprofen. Well, um, like once in my life. Yeah, Literally hold, one time. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, mm. Anyway, long story short. Sure. Uh, fentanyl is a synthetic uh, opiate. And yeah. it's 100 times more potent than pure heroin. Yeah. Most heroin you're going to buy is not pure anyway. So sure. you imagine the purest of heroin, this is 100 times per, per the size, granule, sure. we can say. Sure. Um, fentanyl is usually used in epidurals or okay. like, uh, what's it called? Like cancer patients that are, that are going to die, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. stage four level stuff. My wife had fentanyl. My wife's a fentanyl user. Okay. Because she had an epidural for our babies, okay. of course, yeah. right? Sure. Um, so in the hospital setting, it's very controlled. It's very, you know, anesthesiologist is using yeah, it, right? Yeah, sure. However, when it entered the illicit market, you now had a very, very, very cheap alternative to heroin sure. that's much more addictive, much more deadly, yeah. right? And in the situation of America, which is a powder keg for addiction, you had people that were getting off opiates or painkillers for minor injuries, yeah. not being able to afford heroin on the street because they don't want to get sick and die from their withdrawal, and then saying, oh my God, this is super cheap and really, really potent stuff. It's the perfect storm, sure. right? And fentanyl overdoses have gone up 500% in the last seven years. Yeah. Right? It's 50,000 yeah. people a year. I got to talk about this for a minute because, you know, uh, one thing about my videos about China is I like to discuss, you know, the good and the bad. When things really like get in my face and I don't like them, mm-hmm. I talk about it. Sure. That's why everyone thinks that I'm, I'm negative China. And these days, I say this a lot, but admittedly, yes, because China has changed for the worse. And so that's why I talk about the things that bug me. And ever since I've been in America, one of the things that's bugged me the most is when you go downtown in any of the cities in California anyway that I've seen, Arizona too. You know, Arizona yeah. tweaker, yeah. Tweakers. It doesn't matter where you go. You see these like, zombies okay Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be polite i know people like to always try to make excuses for the fact that these people are on the streets and like oh you know big pharma got them addicted and you know sure there's definitely truth to some of this thing Mm -hmm. these things or you don't know what they've been through you know they've had a tough life bullshit okay i know what a tough life is and what's happening here is you've got people that are taking the easy way out and they're basically out there on the streets zombieing around disgraceful absolutely disgraceful in front of children out there being a piece of crap selfish horrible person in front of everyone and when you look at them they're scary they're disgusting they're zombies okay i don't care what caused that but the fact that they're tolerated and allowed to do this out there in public actually pisses me off in a big way Mm. you know what i mean i i just do not 
want to suffer these people. When you see them out there, I think, why are you not ashamed of yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, get your shit under control. Now, I know that drugs, especially things like heroin and, and all this, they're so addictive. They mess you up so badly mentally that you kind of get to a point where you're incapable of dealing with it. Yeah. You're just stuck. Mm -hmm. But these people are a direct result right now of the fentanyl coming in from China. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going out there, because there's this cheap, easy supply of this crap coming in from China, that's why you see these guys on the side of the road. Right. You know what I mean? If that shit was cut off, it would reduce that. I mean, you always had cases of addicts, like let's sure. say a real piece of shit addict, zombies yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. When they get sick and they need opiates, like they're gonna, they're on their last limbs. There were yeah. cases of, you know, hospitals being robbed and things like yeah. this. But the majority of this stuff is coming from China. We actually, sure. we know the the main sources. So this is what happens. This is how fentanyl is entering. Okay. Yeah. We know in China that money can buy you anything. Yeah. So if you're a supplier and yeah. you want to thwart government control. Yeah. You can always do so. You know the right person. We just talked about human trafficking. It, sure. it happens for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. There's a lot of stuff that slips through people's fingers in China. Mm. If you have money and you're a shipment dude and yeah. the, the chemi chemist company, chemical company is paying you to turn a blind eye and say, yeah. listen, they're not going to inspect this package or you're going to say it's okay for sure. shipment. Yep. They're going to ship it over, right? Yeah. 15% of packages in the U.S. are not electronically tracked, right? Right. So if you have that much, that big of a window... Mm -hmm. of uh of opportunity to get drugs into america huge profit margins right yeah four hundred thousand chemical companies in china right a lot of them state-owned yes right? most of them operate with very little scrutiny yes unless it starts affecting chinese people of course even then i mean look at the fake vaccines and stuff yeah yeah for sure they just bribe the people that find out and then yeah. it gets like swept under the, the rug exactly unless so. it blows up so big then yeah. they have to make heads roll right? yeah exactly but anyway mm -hmm. Uh, the other biggest way of getting fentanyl in America into America is through Mexican cartels. Sure. Surprise, surprise, right? The difference is when they ship this fentanyl through the mail, it's like 90% pure because it's coming mm. straight from the factories. Yeah. When it's going through the cartels, it ends up being like 10% pure because profit margins are huge. Yeah. We can say indirectly the Chinese government is, is linked to cartel drug trade. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much what's going on. And we have some interesting stats here as well. Yeah, well, I'd like to, even before we continue with mm -hmm. anything, okay, when you're in China, if you have smoked weed mm -hmm. as a foreigner, you know, local even, let's say you smoked weed three months before you mm -hmm. went to China. You go to China, they raid the bars, which they're doing more and more, the foreign bars. They take a hair sample and they test you. If they find that you smoked weed months before coming to China, they will arrest you detain you, fine you, deport you. Right. Okay? If you are by any chance caught with actual drugs on you, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you're going to get a, a jail term. Mm -hmm. Okay? If they find out that you've got X amount of drugs, that, like a certain amount over, and it's a very small amount, mm -hmm. then you will possibly get the death penalty. And it's happened. I mean, British citizens have been executed. South African citizens have been executed. Yeah. Um, all over the world, you can find people that have come in there stupidly carrying marijuana or heroin or whatever it is, co cocaine, any crap like that into China. They end up being executed. Right. There's a Canadian citizen on death row as well right now ready to be executed. Mm -hmm. This happens a lot. Having anything to do with illicit drugs in China is incredibly severe. Mm. It's super illegal. The government makes a huge thing out of this. 
They're constantly executing drug dealers. They're constantly executing like drug manufacturers, things like that, uh, of illicit drugs. That's what they do. However, these same drugs that are fully illegal and can get you mm. killed in China, at the same time, the Chinese government makes them and exports them to the rest of the world. They've got massive marijuana farms because, you know, especially nowadays with the legalization rush, yeah. of marijuana and stuff in places like the US, Canada, etc., there's a big market. So what do they do? They set up massive marijuana farms. They make it all there and they ship it out because they can make money. So they should execute themselves. <laughs> the freaking government should execute themselves for dealing drugs. That'd be okay? an interesting court trial. Freaking CCP Xi Jinping should execute himself for allowing fentanyl to not only be produced by state-owned chemical companies, but being shipped all over the world to make money for the Chinese economy. Mm. It made up something like 3% of the Chinese economy in 2016, uh, these chemical drug exports. And that's big. It's billions. Yeah, billions and billions. Billions and billions. Maybe trillions. Yeah, trillions. It's bullshit, right? Yeah. So this is the big hypocrisy I wanted to talk about, is the fact that state-condoned illicit drug manufacture is allowed. Mm -hmm. So the government is allowed to deal drugs to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But if any foreigner or even a local person who's not government deals drugs in a small amount within China, they get executed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I want people to understand what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're dealing with this real hypocritical bullshit situation of the government. And recently, because of the trade wars, we've had a lot of promises from the CCP. Let's go through a couple of these promises. Sure, yeah, let's link this back to the headline, right? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, as we all know, um, Trump has taken a fairly hard line, the first president of the United States, to actually uh, call China up on some of its shenanigans, okay? I'm not going to say Trump's perfect, but I think everybody can agree that at least this is something that should have been done a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay? it's bipartisan. Yeah, it's bipartisan. It doesn't matter who you support. Mm. I think everyone agrees that China needs to be kind of put in line a little bit because they're taking advantage of the WTO, the UN, all of this stuff. Don't know why they're part of the UN because of all the human rights atrocities going on. Or the WTO. Yeah. Why are they part of the WTO as a developing country status, but they claim to be like the biggest economy, the second largest? It's it's all hypocritical crap, just like the drug thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, they have promised to stop stealing intellectual property rights mm -hmm. as part of this trade thing, or at least scale back on mm -hmm. it. Um, however, as we know from proof, this is not the case. There's been recent arrests of a US naturalized citizens, Chinese natural, how do you call it? Ethnically Chinese US naturalized citizens um, who've been caught being couriers for the MSS here, stealing state secrets, stealing inter intellectual property. Uh, maybe you can tell us about the Navy guy. Uh, yeah, what was his name? Like Fan Yang? Yeah, very recent. Uh, Fan Yang was like, uh, what did he come, come to America in 1999? Yeah. Became a citizen in 06. And then he joined the Navy. And then right. for some reason got given top <laughs> secret clearance. Right. What kind of a government is going, what kind of a, I don't know, security organ do you have running over here? Because, like, I would not give somebody who's recently immigrated from uh, China top secret clearance. Mm. It seems a bit ridiculous. I mean, there's probably a lot we don't understand. I, I really I'm do hope that they have Navy. a better vetting process than that. Sure. But sure. anyway, okay, so he became a Navy officer and mm. he was very recently caught trying to smuggle out... Um, military inflatable rafts and motors and things like that 
along with his wife and two other Chinese citizens mm. who were living here in the States. Sure. So, I mean, this kind of stuff's happening. Intellectual property theft is still big. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I'm not apologizing for this guy, by the way. But mm. the reason I think that he passed vetting was, I think he, we don't know this, but he didn't necessarily join the Navy thinking, I'm going to become a Chinese spy. Yeah. What happens is the government, the Chinese government offers very tantalizing packages for these sure. people to make quick money. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's very tempting. I mean, I've had I've had people in China that I know from mm. Western countries yeah. get approached by Chinese military asking them for certain things. Right. In return for money. None of them yeah. did that. Sure. Uh, but you, you can see how tempting it would be for someone like this. You know what I mean? Now, the reason I'm even mentioning these spy things or these recent attempts to steal and not only recent attempts. Look at the new Black Hawk helicopter mm. knockoff that we showed last time, yeah. right? Yeah. They literally took the U.S. Black Hawk helicopter and the new Chinese helicopter is the, the Black Hawk Right, helicopter. so these promises of like yeah. curbing intellectual, intellectual property, property theft. theft. Oh, and then look at our new helicopter. It's the yeah. same, except it looks worse. Yeah, it doesn't look like it'll last <laughs> as long. Anyway, that's the thing. So that's a promise that's obviously broken mm -hmm. and keeps getting broken mm -hmm. and it's kind of interesting how china breaks these promises is they'll make a promise but then they usually when they get caught out breaking the promise they'll find a reason why they'll mm -hmm. be like oh you said something that hurt the feelings of the chinese right. people so we're justified in breaking that promise mm -hmm. let's look at what else they've been uh, told that they will uh stop doing trade secret theft obviously not forced trans technology transfers uh, well, we just talked about about the whole TikTok thing, mm -hmm. right? I think this was spurned by um, the whole Huawei controversy. I think yeah. there was like a glimmer of hope that China's going to be like, Huawei is going to be allowed into America if we make these promises. Yeah. Um, clearly, none of them have been honored, right? Yeah. We have not seen a slowdown of forced technology transfers. Every single day, people were finding backdoors in apps, in sure. tech, and things they order from China, you know. Well, it's also companies that, the whole thing is companies that set up shop in China mm -hmm. are being forced to hand over their well. technology yeah. in order to have a cut of the Chinese market. And that's what's been happening a lot. Right. And you can also see all sorts of crap like Apple capitulating with its app store and mm -hmm. having to remove apps and do this. And uh, it's, it's basically a bunch of crap. Just deal with things being copied and knocked For off. Sure. And that's just... Uh, still happening mm. uh okay what else access to financial services and currency manipulation they're going to scale back on that um well have they no. Chi china blocks off its stock market to the rest of the world if you're a foreigner you're not allowed to invest in the chinese stock market mm -hmm. i found that out when the stock market crashed in china and everybody started to blame foreigners for mm. the crash until it came out that only like one percent of the entire chinese stock market has any kind of foreign ownership well, to be fair, anyone in China that invests in the Chinese stock market doesn't do so unless they have insider trading info anyway. Sure. It's a huge farce. Yeah. You know. As a foreigner, you are not allowed to get your money out of China. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly hard. Especially now. Yeah. If you have money in RMB in China, first of all, you're not allowed to change it into US dollars at the bank. Mm -hmm. If you're a foreigner, you're not allowed to. Mm -hmm. It's impossible, right? You, I mean, if you want to do an overseas transfer... I remember I tried this, okay? So I had money in my bank. I went to the bank. And this is a long time ago. It's a lot, gotten a lot harder now. I said I want to transfer, and it was about $1,000. US So it's not a lot of money. $1,000 US I wanted to transfer to my parents. Mm -hmm. I had to bring them, first of all, my tax, proof of tax. I had to bring them pay slips for X amount of time. I had to bring them some other bollocks, you know, basically mm -hmm. a huge amount of proof 
that I had to bring in just so I could do a transfer of a thousand US dollars. It's absolutely ridiculous. What we used to do was just get Chinese friends. It was that annoying yeah. to just get a Chinese friend to do it because exactly. it's much easier for Chinese, them. Chinese people don't have to do all that crap. No. It's getting harder for them yeah. too though because of capital flight. Yes. Uh, but it's nowhere near the level of a, a foreigner. Absolutely. That's actually, you know, what's funny is that I've been reading and trying to stay mm-hmm. up to date on people that are thinking about moving to China for to teach English yeah. or to work, mm-hmm. you know, for a stint. They're like, go in there with the idea that you will make some decent money as opposed to going to Thailand or something. Sure. But you have to consider the fact that you might not get your money out if you're trying to leave. I mean, right? they can seize the assets of any foreigner if they want. Yeah, what, are you going to take it to court? Yeah, you can't. No. They have done it, in fact. You know when they catch these guys teaching illegally and stuff and deport them or taking drugs? They freeze their bank accounts. They're oh, yeah, not allowed to take, like the first they can't take it. It's all the money they've earned as being a teacher or whatever. Right. They can't mm. take it out. Mm. I mean, look, there's a lot of other crap going on when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but they are definitely not opening up their money policies. And they're supposed to cut da- cut down on currency manipulation, but they don't. They can do whatever they want. And I they mean, do they, it all they the time. just recently manipulated the, the UN. Yeah, of course. They make it worth less so that their exports are easier, you know? They, yep. oh, all that kind of crap. Anyway, proof that they've reneged on that, okay? What else? They promise to buy more US products, especially like ag- agricultural stuff. Do they? Well, they need, they kind of need to. Yeah, but they always point. come up with excuses sure. not to. For sure. You know, um, they're supposed to be lifting tariffs on Uf- on certain U.S. goods and stuff. They never do that either. They always walk back on that promise. There, the, the problem is everyone in the, a lot of people in the chat would be like, no, I read on the news that they said they're going to lift That's tariffs. That's what we're saying. This is the whole point of They this. say they're going to do something, but if you do the research, you find out that they never did. Right. And if they did, they maybe tried, they put it into writing for a week or something and then they reneged on it and took it back. This is the problem, though, mm. is not not to go back on the Trump thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know enough about U.S. politics to really be commentators. This is why we talk about China, yeah, right? Yeah, we know more about that. However, mm. both of this, both of these leaders, you know, both Trump and Xi Jinping right now love these token gestures yeah. because, you know what? They actually work. That's the problem. You can release this grandiose statement mm. and it calms a lot of people down. Yes. Meanwhile, the actual analysts that understand this kind of stuff complain about it and everyone's like, oh, it's fine. China and America, they're getting along again. We're, we're solving this. We're good friends. You know? So that's why we have to get to the meat of this. Fentanyl. Part of this whole trade war crap, China promised to stem the flow of fentanyl and do something about it. Do something about the big amounts of fentanyl getting into the U.S. market illegally and stuff. Because everybody knows it's made in China. Okay, that's where it comes from. So the Chinese government was like, yeah, we'll take care of it. Guess what happened after they made that promise? They made the Mexican authorities made one of the biggest busts of fentanyl shipments ever. This was right after these promises. Shows you that the promise doesn't mean anything, right? So they they made this promise and then like two weeks later, they're like, let's send a big shipment over to the US through our Mexican cartels. It got busted. There was enough fentanyl in that bus to kill every single citizen in America. Right. It's ridiculous. That's how much. This is the thing though, is that Mm -hmm. in China, these companies, these uh, chemical companies making fentanyl, yeah. This is not an illegal drug, right? So if they have a license to sell a certain amount to a certain hospital or whatever, yeah. that's fine. So on paper, China can say, oh, we're going to curb this and stop this. But they're legally allowed to operate within China. Yeah. That's why you don't see a stop. Yeah. There's no law that says, oh, we're going to stop all the fentanyl production. Sure. So they can just say, oh, blah, blah, verbal diarrhea. Sure. We're going to stop this. It doesn't stop. So then this will explain a lot about this. Mm-hmm. This, this is actually from like this morning, this news. Obviously, everyone's like, China said they would stop the fentanyl, but they haven't. We keep seeing it cropping up. 
People are still dying all the time from this stuff. What does China do? This little token thing to keep everyone quiet. Right. You know, first of all, it's a U.S.-China operation. The Americans are the ones that went to China and said, hey, look, X, Y, Z, people keep freaking doing this. We found who they are. Take care of them. China's like, okay, this is a good opportunity for us to show everyone that we're doing something about it. Yeah, like look at us symbolically cut the head off the snake. Meanwhile, 99.9% of production is up. So most people are going to look at this headline and think, oh, look, China's... China's actually doing what it said it's going to do. That's my issue with American politicians mm. in this sphere. Yeah. They're looking at these token gestures and using an American or Western mindset saying these people are good on their word. Yeah. And the people reading these headlines also have the same idea. And that's not true. So Trump's going to come out and he's going to say, oh, look, it's working. Yeah, exactly. You know? the, the trade, well, we're calling yeah, it now. Yeah, we're calling He's probably going to come out and say, look, China's kept its agreement. So obviously our tariffs or you know, threats of tariffs or whatever are working. No, they're not working. This is China's little trick. And they're going to keep sending fentanyl. And they're probably going to increase sending more yeah, fentanyl. Just to rub it yeah, in. because now they feel like they've bought themselves some time right. where they're not going to get scrutinized as much. Right. So they're probably going to send double. This is why China's been allowed to uh, operate with so little mm. scrutiny yeah. is because of these token gestures. For the past like 30 years since opening, 30, 40 years, right? Yeah. They say something like, okay, this is an issue. We're totally cracked down on piracy. Yeah. No one does anything. No one does. Hey, why didn't you guys do that? Totally issues change. Sure. Something else has cropped up, right? Exactly. This is just a, it's a vicious cycle of shit. This token crap happens all the time in yes. China, right? When I first got to China, I saw it myself because um, everyone knows the story that I ran out of money ended up living in a red light slum. Pretty much like what you see in the background here. It's kind of like this kind of vibe, right? Very similar. Um, And I was living in one of these buildings, like kind of down one of these alleys type Mm -hmm. thing, right? Every single establishment there was somehow linked to prostitution in that red light slum, okay? And it was not a secret. No. It was everybody knew. It's the easiest thing to get to China. Come into that area specifically from Hong Kong or wherever because they wanted to go visit the brothels and all that kind of crap. All the karaoke. Cheap and accessible. Yeah, all the karaoke's and stuff were, you know, all brothels. Mm -hmm. And occasionally there would be some kind of a a government official or some kind of government initiative to say, oh, no, we're we're winning, you know, our city is. Yeah, our city is so civilized and stuff, and we, we don't have any prostitutes. So what they'd do is they'd come and do <laughs> one raid. Job at the wall. Yeah, they'd do a raid, okay? Uh, they'd arrest, like, I don't know, 50 people, because, mm. you know, at any they'd time... they make headlines, too. Yeah, any time, any day, you could go there and right. arrest, like, it's hundreds totally, of people, totally. you know, engaging in prostitution, okay? And they'd arrest, like, 50 people. Then they'd all make them wear, like, yellow, te- bright yellow T-shirts with saying, like... I'm a prostitute. They yep. get the women to wear that I'm a prostitute. And the guys that were caught with them would be like, I solicit prostitutes or whatever. And they'd parade them around. They parade them. Ar- I mean, they stopped doing this, obviously, after a couple of years. But when I first got to China. Oh, they still shame them in the they, papers. They would put stuff. them on the back of like a truck or whatever and drive them around the city. So everyone like could see them. Stuff. Yeah. So everyone could see these people. But guess what? After that raid, a day after all the prostitution started again, everything's back to normal. You know, what's funny is that there were still, you know, when like uh, the government official comes into town for yeah. like, we are the most cultured city and they, everyone yeah. shuts down, right? Yeah. The the ones that get arrested are the ones that were not paying off the right sure. officials because they'll stay open that day and those are the ones they pick. All yeah. the ones that they're friends with have shut their doors. Yes. They got the phone call. They're like, oh, uh, you know, Senator Ho's coming in here. Yeah. Like, let's shut down for the day. You exactly. Um, I was sitting in Shoko, uh, which is the, the foreigner hangout. And in there's... Shenzhen, yeah. 
It, they have this area of Chicken Street, it's mm. called, which is just full of prostitutes and little brothels. Chicken means prostitute. Yeah, chicken, right? G, this G is yeah. like, and, and, Genie, the, yeah. and a yadza means uh, like a gigolo. Gigolo yeah. is a yadza, a duck. Okay, mm. anyway. So they have Chicken Street. And I was sitting there, there was a bar I used to like to go near Chicken Street. It used to be called the Red Rooster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hong, what, Hong Gong Ji, which was like for oil workers or something. Kind of ironic that it was on yeah. Chicken Street. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was awesome. Because <laughs> right. that was like the only place in Shenzhen you could get a real hamburger back then. Oh, nice. This is like way back. Yeah, they didn't okay. used to have that. So I'm having a hamburger. I'm getting drunk with my friend uh, Tyrone and a couple other people. And we just looked down the street. And it used to be funny because... We'd always initiate new English teachers to come work for our companies. We'd take them there. We'd get drunk and we'd say, oh, can you just go down the road there to fetch something that we left at the end of the street? Because if you're a white guy and you walk down <laughs> yeah, that yeah. street, or you foreigner. get mobbed by right. like all these like mama sons and the, the prostitutes literally run out of all these little brothels and grab you by the arm and try to drag you in. So it'd be hilarious. And like we filmed, I remember I still get footage of one of the guys we sent down there and he came running back and he was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the thing is, this place is just open, prostitution. Oh yeah, time. this isn't okay. anywhere in yeah, China. Sure. But in the middle of the day. Mm. So here we are in the middle of the day, drinking like drunk, the drunkards that we are. And all of a sudden, all the shutters go down. Bam, 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 bam. Hold bam. on, this is the prostitute area of Fuijia. Oh, okay, over there. <laughs> anyway, right. go ahead. Anyway, so bam, 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 all the shutters start coming down, locking up. And we're like, what the hell's going on? It looks like a ghost town. Hmm. Next minute, the cops all turn up and they like look around and you know they arrest one or two people where they hadn't shut down the shutters. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So people that hadn't paid their bribes, the people that weren't in on it and didn't have their guanxi with the local cops or whatever, the ones that got arrested, everyone else got forewarned. And shut everything down. They always down. do. Because yeah. they pay the bribes. Yeah. It can get very expensive for places not performing well. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, I mean, anyway. basically, we're getting back to the whole idea of the token thing. Um, they also do token drug arrests. Maybe you can talk about that a little. Yeah, so uh, when drugs are not a huge, huge domestic problem in China. Like, not like in, in the sure, U.S., sure. right? The problem is you have border regions, especially in Yunnan and even in Guangdong, Mm. In the lower income areas, specifically in the places where the government, like kind of like these buildings, mm-hmm. the government will go into a village like this, yeah. give them a very, very small stipend for their property, knock it down, yeah. and put them somewhere else. Sure. So whatever job, agricultural job they had is gone now. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do. They live off of very little money. Sure. Drugs become an issue, particularly yeah, meth and heroin, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, when that becomes too big of an issue, when it becomes too visible, China mm-hmm. loses face, yeah. right? Or their city loses face, people come up with initiatives. So... They will bust entire towns in production of illicit drugs, but only only when they are making them for the domestic market. Sure. Right? Because then it's like, oh, they were hurting our own people. Your kids were affected. Your neighbor was affected. Yeah. You know? It's the stupid hypocrisy. Anyway, so that was the whole point, really, of our soft power hour is mm-hmm. to talk about this bust mm-hmm. that you may read about in the news. Remember, this is just a bullshit little, little exercise to try and pretend as if something's being done. This does not Let's mean... Let's watch fentanyl deaths over yeah. the next couple of years. Yeah. We'll see. This does not mean anything no, has changed. No, nothing. Nine so, jailed. Nine yeah. jailed. Nine out of 400,000 chemical like, factories making... How many people making, are in each one? Yeah, exactly. Talking about millions of yeah, people. Yeah, millions of people are involved in this trade. It's making billions of dollars for the Chinese government. Why, why would they want to stop it? You know? I just hate... I hate news like this. Because if you've lived in China, you understand how it operates. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. shall we get us some questions? Let's get some questions, and uh, then we'll move on to our next 
Okay, topic. cool. Uh, Sean Wyland says, Langford's criticism of TikTok would justify why the CCP doesn't want Chinese citizen data harvested on Facebook, Twitter, Google, to NSA as has Prism. Um, I don't, yeah, I guess the CCP would kind of use that sure. to their favor and be like, well, it's a whataboutism. It right? is whataboutism. Yeah, yeah. you guys do too, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the difference is there's actual legal recourse. Mm. If Facebook, you know, sells your data or whatever, they have to answer, it, answer to it. That's why you see uh, Mark Zuckerberg well, sitting, so sitting in like the whatever, what do you call it, Senate or Parliament or whatever here. Yeah, that's in the UK, wasn't it? No, here. Oh, the, the yeah. most recent one you're yeah. talking about, yeah. He's always being called up on his bollocks, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas in China, nobody would answer to anything. Nope. So it, it's different, but yes, that would be the reasoning. Mm. Uh, Stinky Dinkins says, is it possible China is exporting fake booze to the US? I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels and after drinking it, almost shat <laughs> my britches. Counterfeit? Uh, mm. While it probably does exist, Yeah. I think it would be very, very uh, easy to catch because would it? I think so. I mean that like all imports. Why would why would Lem import? Riddle me this. Why is it that we ordered strong zeros from Japan and they got sent here in the mail? This is true. Okay, this is true. We, we're all like right. missing our favorite drink from Japan, and we just went on eBay and bought a whole bunch from a random this Japanese is, guy. This is very true, but I think <laughs> it wouldn't be super lucrative. You'd have, if you're getting a crate of yeah. Jack Daniels, yeah. it's probably going to be looked at. Yeah. Why true. would it be coming from China? No, that's true. You know, but there is potential. For There's sure. potential, but obviously, I don't think it's a big thing. Just like no, you. no. Right. Uh, okay, we'll do one more. Mm -hmm. uh, Josema Fernandez Barrera says, I'm now at the Haigang Loop on, in Vietnam. Best place. I've been on a bike. Take note. Is awesome. It's still not touristic. Stay awesome, guys. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, next time we're yeah, in Haigang Vietnam. Is awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, shall we move on? Let's move on to our next uh, Guanxi Corner, where we talk about things relationship-related <laughs> to people in China and China, etc., etc. So let's see. Is this going to be another one of um, someone having a relationship issue with marriage or something? I don't know. Let's see. Okay, all right. Let's go for it. Uh, this one. Sorry, I'm opening it up here. Hey, guys. Uh, this isn't specifically a romantically related question. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that answers you. Good. But I'm trying to learn Chinese and make Chinese friends, but they seem pretty unapproachable and shy. Any advice? Thanks, Jorge. Um, Jorge. Yeah, good question. Uh, that's actually very easy. Okay. Um, Chinese students especially, I, I presume that this guy's like a student. I don't know. Well, either way, if you go into a campus anywhere in the world, uh, I saw it in South Africa, you'll see it in Australia, you'll see it everywhere. Uh, Chinese students do stick together. Mm -hmm. They tend to only speak Chinese to each mm -hmm. other. They are very standoffish. It's mm -hmm. very difficult to get into their circle of friends. And it's because of the way they, they're, they've been brought up. It's this nonsense that gets fed to them by the CCP. They don't want to break out of their circles because they're either too uncomfortable to mm -hmm. do it. They're too afraid to do it. They think that they're going to get into trouble if they do it, especially from their friends are going to look down on them. What a, what a, what a. Oh, you dare date a British, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so <laughs> I think... What you need to do, very simply, is you learn a little bit of Chinese, just a little bit. That's all you need, like ni hao or, you know, ni chi fan la mei, something like that. And then you approach them and you just speak to them in that little bit of Chinese. I think you'll be surprised at how welcoming they are. Oh, for sure. That. They'll be super nice. Yeah. Uh, the people, the mainlanders that I've made friends with in America that... Um, that speak good English and don't yeah. conform to that, especially students. Yeah. I met a lot of them at subscriber meetups. They're the people, unfortunately, that don't want to, they're trying to get out of that sure. cycle of, of things. So they're not going to be as apt to want to like speak Chinese and stuff. They're trying to speak English, you know, yeah. trying to, which I really appreciate. Sure. I think integration is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, 
Thank no, you very I, much, Troy. Honestly, like, just a little bit of Chinese. Because he's talking about the, the standoffish groups. I understand. And if you want to yeah. get into that, just learn a bit of Chinese. For sure. Um, it goes a hell of a long way, you know. That's how I made most of my friends in China is, you know, they hear you speaking a little bit of Chinese and they're like, oh, wow, <clears throat> your Chinese is so good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it does. Mm. It does. Or they cool. get super paranoid. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you, just tell the story about uh, when you went to the Chinese restaurant. The Japanese you? restaurant? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So I was in uh, I was in Ithaca, New York, uh, mm. and I was there with my family. We were looking at like the cliffs and gorges and stuff. Yeah. And I saw this Japanese restaurant, and you know what happens when you see a ice cold Asahi sign. Yes. You know what happens. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta that. have it. They had the steel cans. Oh, nice. So uh, so I go in there, mm-hmm. and the first thing I hear is Chinese. Right. right? So I sit down. I'm like. You guys aren't really, uh, you guys aren't really Japanese, are you? Like, mm-hmm. kind of like a joke, yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, you making, you learn how to make sushi. And the guy's wife bolts to the back of the restaurant, opens this, like, big metal door and slams it shut. And he kind of, like, shuffles off and he's like, then he comes back a little bit later and he's like, how do you speak Chinese? Yeah. And I explained, I was like, oh, I live there. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you can come <laughs> off. They thought yeah. I was immigration. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a couple more questions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean Cosgrove says, just discovered you guys a few weeks ago. I've been learning a lot. Thanks for Minnesota. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you very Always much. Always glad to help. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Ritter, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Sorry. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. <laughs> nice. Is that some kind of Star Wars Oh, thing? yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Isn't that Donnie Yen did that? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. He's a Hong Kong actor. Very cool kung fu guy. Mm. Uh, he who wears pants with $50. Thank you very much. Mohaha, um, you cannot escape the Wu Mao Dang. Wait, am I doing this right? <laughs> Only if you times was... it by like 5,000 or right. something. The difference is you actually <laughs> donated a very sizable amount of money, which a Wu Mao would never do. Thanks, mate. We really, I really appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Daniel P with $50 as well. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks again, as always. No, thank you very much. The only reason that we can do this, to be honest, because we get demonetized all the time. Absolutely. This is not a complaint, by the way. I'm yeah. sick of these complaining. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway. We'll, we'll do it anyway, even if they keep demonetizing course, us. Just keep course. doing it. Uh, let's we do uh, let's move on to our last one, which is worldview. We talk Stop. about everything in the world, especially if it's related <laughs> to China. So we actually have something... Um, very recent in the news mm-hmm. when it comes to worldview. I just have to bring it up here. I have to find the little thing for us to look at. There it is. And let's switch over. Can you read that headline? China is hungry for Australian beef, but every second kilo shoppers buy could be fake. Sounds a bit clickbaity, but yeah, just no, interesting content. Basically, Australian beef is very popular in China. Mm. Um, I remember Every time, in fact, I can see like this Wagyu beef. Whatever I have to ask you though, why is Australian beef popular? Because, well, there's no beef in China. It's all freaking shui nyo. Right, well, very little. Yeah. But number two mm-hmm. is because um, in retaliation for something America did, yes. they banned beef. It, they banned beef. Imports so. saying it was mad cow disease. Yeah. So then it, they changed all, it used to be American beef, yes, American yes. beef. And then now it's all Australian beef. You see that flag everywhere Yeah, in China. exactly. It's Australian beef. Yeah, yeah. really it is. Um, and also, you probably find out that Chinese corporations probably own a lot of the Big farms time. in Big Australia time. now. Absolutely, they do. So the money is going back to China. I knew a lot of wine uh, company owners, Chinese ones, yeah. even in Inner Mongolia, that had, that had uh, vineyards in yeah. Australia. Because remember, Australia belongs to China, <laughs> <It would> really <laughs> including their out. beef. You know. Yeah. Anyway, um, when you go to a posh supermarket or something uh, like in the mixie, you know, Olay mm. or yeah. something like that, or Jasco, whatever. You will see very often like Australian beef mm-hmm. uh, like that. Yeah. 
and uh, people love it because mm-hmm. they see it and they see okay it's from australia that means first of all it's probably not poison it's not going to kill me or my family yeah because you know a lot of the meat and stuff in china is suspect for as proud as chinese people are about chinese domestic goods why do they have to label everything as not from china they even even made in taiwan is an accolade in china yes. which is hilarious yeah, no, it irony is. But it anyway. is. Well, because they're realistic, they're pragmatic. Of course, they don't. Want their that's family that's to the hurt. thing is, Chinese people they love China, but they're not stupid. They no. realize that because they know what's going on. Okay, they don't take chances. Too many bad things have happened, and they keep happening. That's the problem. There's mm. always these scandals, and that's it why ends milk up. Powder happens. Yeah, yeah, it always ends up the Chinese people get hurt in the end. So they're like, screw this. We're sick and tired of getting by screwed over by our own people. people right. So let's buy stuff from overseas. So what you find is you find a lot of fake overseas stuff. Mm. I remember going into the supermarket <laughs> yeah. and you pick up a, like a shampoo or something and it's got random Japanese yeah. or Korean written on it. Uh-huh. doesn't make any uh-huh. sense. Or even random English. Right. Just because people are tricked into thinking it's uh-huh. a foreign uh, product. You know, they pick it up. Oh, it's got English on it. It must be from overseas. Uh-huh. You know, Meanwhile, it'll say like it says, American crackers in Chinese and it looks like a foreign brand on the back. It's like the boy jumped over the lazy brown fox exactly. like on the back. Ipsum, lipsum, lipsum, yeah. bollocks yeah. like that. It's hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, I mean, that's how, how it goes. But anyway, obviously Australia keeps records of how much beef is being exported to America. Mm-hmm. I mean, not America, uh, yeah, to, to China. China. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they find out that 90% more of what they're sending is being sold. So basically, 190% of Australian beef is being sold there. So that means, <laughs> does that make any more sense? Yeah. Okay. okay, basically what I'm saying is 90% more than what they're sending is being sold as Australian beef. So basically what's happening is people are labeling stuff. as That's what they do in China. They're very good at making fake yeah. stuff. Everybody knows that. It's super, they've got factories there that can vacuum seal, label, put a barcode, put whatever you want to make a product look incredibly real. Mm-hmm when it's fake of course so what they're doing is they're using horse meat they're using random Wouldn't horse meat be way more expensive i don't think so why i don't know horses are a lot harder to cultivate than cows well who knows huh? maybe it's maybe, maybe it's expired got, horse yeah, meat. Yeah, who knows <laughs> anyway they, they are selling uh expired meat or suspect meat or different kinds of meat that's been chemically treated to mm. look like beef we've seen this a lot oh, yeah, they yeah, take yeah. like they, they take and stuff. random meats Skunk. and they they basically put chemicals in it yeah. to make it taste like lamb and sell it as yep. lamb yeah that was you like know? skunks and foxes i think were being labeled as lamb yeah and recently and rats. even yeah rats too yeah. Uh, instead of uh pigeons and stuff because yeah. yeah. that's pretty expensive yeah the, the most recent one is because of the pork shortage yeah they're uh you know, using the cold dogs that they steal off the streets, sure. chemically treating it to look like pork. And now dog meat's showing up as pork. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so this is not weird. Yeah, or they sell the diseased pork meat. Yeah, the, like 30-year-old... Like, <laughs> yeah, remember they found that World War II <laughs> yeah. ration yeah, frozen sell, yeah. meats and they bought it really <laughs> cheap and they ended up selling it. Anyway, um, this is just something to to just show you the, the lengths to which, you know, they're willing to go. Mm. And it's a big thing now because obviously Australian beef is something that people have trusted for so long yeah and now it turns out that probably 50 percent of all the australian beef you've bought is fake mm. so yeah mm-hmm. you just can't trust that anymore who knows what it is right yeah so for all those lao Wai in china who go down to carrefour or wherever you go and you see australian beef don't trust it man that's the thing is like you can go to the most trusted chain you've ever been to you're talking about posh markets earlier right supermarkets yeah. and stuff we used to go to walmart and still get fake alcohol yeah you yeah. know like it's it's that deep the corruption mcdonald's and kfc ended up selling expired meat remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And that was because their Chinese supply chain was, you know, corrupt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the managers, they chose the right thing. But then the, the actual company that supplies the meat, they took shortcuts and then they went and found some expired meat and reused stuff. And so, yeah, it's... This is a, one of the many common cases where it really, this is not about foreigners necessarily. This, is, this really sucks for Chinese people. Absolutely. Just getting duped by their own products Man, all the time. You know, time. That, that's the thing. <laughs> when we make all these statements about this, I think a lot of people take you and me as being very anti-Chinese. But why reason, do we care? The reason why we're making these kind of videos and exposing this and telling people about it is because it affects bloody Chinese people. Do you understand that we have Chinese family? Okay. We have Chinese friends and family living in China. We talk to them every day. Yeah. We have a lot of friends who are Chinese. Do you think we like the fact that our friends and family are being subject to all this crap? You know? This Medical is, scandals, food scandals, all this stuff. When my, uh, when my father-in-law has to go in for a surgical procedure or something, I don't want him having fake drugs no, because and my, having to bribe people. Because my friend's wife had to get pay a bribe and it wasn't enough to the doctor, so they broke the baby's arm. Yeah. You know, just so they pay like more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really freaking annoying, the kind of crap that goes on, and it affects... Everyone in China. The worst part is, is that all these rabid nationalists see a foreigner pointing out these problems and all of a sudden they see us as an enemy. Mm. Meanwhile, we care about Chinese people. Enough to make change. Yes. Unlike you. Yeah. So shut the hell yeah. up. So anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to get to. And it's time for our last section today, which of course is our Q&A. <laughs> yes. Where we answer questions. Oh, thank you for... They come from Super Chat and elsewhere. And elsewhere. I hate yeah. how this snap, Snapdragon... Yeah. Uh, okay, Sean Weiland says, Rat Park Experiment Explains Addiction Behavior. Thank you. Okay. Trevor Travels the World. That sounds like a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I got back from Hong Kong on Monday, leaving again tomorrow. The police are out of control, or should I say the undercover PLA? Yes. Mm -hmm. Security clearance needs to be re redone. I had TS when I was in the ARNGSF86 form and the one interview with FBI. That doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, to us, it, yeah. I don't understand that. But I think I know what you're saying. And yes, thank you very much. And number two, a little teaser. We made a very, very special episode uh, the other day mm. from a very special place sure. about this very thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, TES, top clearance security. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Sean Weiland again, you're on fire. Unrestricted warfare is CCP's fentanyl goal. Yes. Look, they basically don't see any problem with sending these drugs overseas because the CCP and the whole of China has this chip on its shoulder about the opium wars. Mm. I mean, the title of this whole thing is China's Opium War Revenge. And it you is. should rephrase that as the CCP uses it to yes. make people have a chip on their Every shoulder. Every single time you bring up something about, look how, look at the situation. It's not healthy. They'll be like, well, the rest of the world for 200 years took advantage of China with the opium wars. Yeah, they yeah. came in and did all these bad things. It's super tiresome. I'm so sick and tired of that crap because who took the damn drugs, okay? Let's just put it out that way. Who gave the drugs? Certainly not me. Certainly not you. It's dead men from right. a long time ago. A right. lot of weak, crappy people in the past did this. It's got nothing to do with what we're dealing today. You didn't get the opium. No. I didn't give it to you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with us, and every measure has has been put in place to not allow something like that. Have Even to my again. great grandfather wasn't around yeah, when was the mine. shit was no, going on. No. It's so freaking annoying that they use this as a justification for bad behavior. Right. And this is something I see as well. You know, I made a video about um, 
how China's destroying Africa mm. through all these things like strip mining and everything. Everyone's like, how's a white guy going to talk about that because of colonialism and all that crap? It's ridiculous that people will try to make excuses for this bad behavior because of some crap that dead men did hundreds of years ago. And we've and people have learned from these yes. things. That's the most important thing. It's not like going to happen again. No. Right? Well, it's happening now. Right. What we're talking about is happening now. People are dying on the streets in America and mm -hmm. elsewhere because this fentanyl crap is coming out of China. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, addiction, again, is another thing to address, but this is the biggest, most potent weapon that they're using. Yeah. Right? It's not some very innocuous street drug. This is hardcore stuff. Well, it's the, the fact that it's so cheap and easy. So these, yeah. these wanker zombies get their hands on this stuff easily and it kills them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know why I'm complaining so much because I don't like those zombie guys, but I don't like the fact that they... Right, but you understand that yeah. a lot of those people were normal before yeah. this. Yes, they, maybe they fell on, fell on hard times. Sure. But talk about trying to get out of addiction. This makes it nearly impossible. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I get it. I get it. And it's really freaking annoying. So we have to keep talking about this. And from sure. my point of view, the main important part is the hypocrisy. Yes. The fact yes. that the government, the Chinese government is tr dealing in drugs, something that they execute people for. Mm -hmm. Pisses me off. Once again, execute yourself. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sorry. Cain... Uh, <laughs> Rape, somebody to take that out of context. By the way, yeah. when you said strip mine, I got excited, and then I realized it's not as cool as it sounds. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, Kane, yeah. <laughs> Kane Ravenlock. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a cool name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, from Norway. Question, what is the name of the drug people buy in the apothecary before going to a big club? You know, those ones who only drink iced tea and sodas. Uh, most people in those clubs in, um, in China use ketamine. Yes. Uh, but you're not going to be able to buy that in the apothecary. They're probably buying some sort of amphetamine. There's lots of amphetamines being sold. Um, you know, they're legal in with prescription, but you know how lax they are in China. You don't even yeah. need a pharmacist license to operate a pharmacy. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of do. You know, my wife being a doctor, those of you who don't know, my wife's a doctor. Um, I've talked to her about this. And, you know, she, she says that it's a struggle because the way Chinese society works is you get like an old person coming in there and saying, I want my pills. I want X amount of pills. And they're like, you can't. Okay, we can only prescribe X amount. Then they'll start to make a scene. Oh, but the other doctor would give it to me. And like, they get all angry with you. It creates a whole thing. So, you know, actually, a lot of doctors are too weak-willed mm. to stand up to this crap because so they, get, the just, they just give it out. It does happen a lot. But you do get, luckily, people like my wife who refuse to do it. It causes trouble. And you'll have like big scenes being caused in the hallways of the clinics and stuff. But they do try to control like uh, flu medicine and stuff because it contains, you know, pseudo right, right. and, and shit like that. But that doesn't mean that you can't just get it. through. That's what I was way. trying to say is that, mm. yes, it's mm. nice that people are doing that. But I've been to these little clandestine pharmacies. You can get whatever you it's, want. Dude. You, it is true because I remember I was with Pete and he needed some hey buy you know that stuff mm, mm. it's like the black and white pills mm. for when you it's like flu medicine it also got sort of ephedrine Which or whatever doesn't matter yeah but yeah anyway the thing is we needed an id to buy it but like because we couldn't well i, I could speak chinese fine but he couldn't and uh, i kind of just let him deal with it because she was like id so i said to him in english because i was like his translator and i just told him just show your passport or whatever he's like no i don't have my passport so she was just like oh these damn foreigners i can't understand fine i'll just you know, right. just give it to you. Now imagine that with something much more potent. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, Brendan Goodnaw says, great content, guys. I appreciate you guys helping us break our Western mindsets of Chinese actions and see the BS that the CCP is putting out. 
mm -hmm. in the media. Thank you very much. And that's literally the only thing we're trying to do. Yeah, that's why we do this. I mean, if we were to just stand by and kind of carry on with our lives and do do we our feel, motorcycle I stuff, feel guilty. I am so sick and tired of these lies and this crap and the fact that people actually buy it. You know, right, so. Right. Uh, as much as I love the Chinese people, the what the Chinese government is doing, I'm not going to stand no, by. I'm not no. going to stand by and let them do that. Elk X says, "Do you watch China Uncensored?" Oh, we do occasionally. Yes. Um, you know, uh, China Uncensored is. I, I've people think I've got some kind of a beef with China Uncensored. I no, don't. No. Um, I've always just been, especially living in China. You know, you can't be that biased. It is a very biased channel. It is. It's very simple what they're trying to do. I'm not saying that what is being covered on China Uncensored is wrong. No. In fact, I can agree with everything that's being said. There is one big difference, however, and that is uh, experience. Mm -hmm. You know, like the China Uncensored crew have never lived in China. No, it's a know? fine way to condense headlines, though. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. wrong with There's that. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. No. But having lived for 14 and a half years in China and being married to Chinese family and stuff, it gives you um, a more of an experienced idea of what's going on. Sure. But at the same time, I agree with what China Uncensored mm -hmm. says a lot of the time. Yeah. Sarah, we're going to get together at some point sure. anyway. Yeah. Sarah J. Jacobson says, Winston, your hair is looking thicker lately. What happened? Did you stop drinking one-to-one -one snake venom and Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> Pretty much. You did. Um, no joke. Since I uh, left China, mm -hmm. my, my hair started to grow more. And also, I stopped cutting my hair myself. And also, Chinese barbers don't know how to no, cut Western hair. They, yeah. they don't understand because Chinese hair is different. i say that's the biggest reason, to yeah. be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I've actually been turned away at barbers because they're like... They're they nice, know. but they're like, I don't, I don't know your foreign hair. Well, I mean, th that's the thing. Chinese people have the same hair. Sure. It's genetically, black, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you do get people that you have get thick, thicker yeah. hair. Some people have thinner hair, etc. But it's all straight and it's all black. And it's very easy to deal with if that's all you've trained for. So you get someone with a bit of thick hair, you know, it's a bit curly, different color and different texture. And they're like, what the hell is this? You know? As someone who's <laughs> always kept like longer not longer yeah. but longer hair you know yeah, yeah. someone like you yeah i've always been so jealous of chinese people's hair because they can do anything they want when you put it up you sure. put it down it's never messy yeah you know? yeah it's, it's nice amazing. it's nice hair um i do have a video about going to a hairdresser we both do yeah, yeah. and i actually filmed the whole thing i put a gopro mm -hmm. up on the the mirror and stuff um and uh, that barber i used to go to a lot they, he he was pretty okay mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. okay but he did make me look bald Nice. <laughs> on my mine yeah. i filmed the whole massage thing and everything oh nice good yeah uh tender cordy mm. chinese economy is just a bunch of bubbles being uh, propped up by government loans also there is this cute chinese girl at a cafe i eat at but she just looks down when i try to talk to her how do i get her to be my red queen <laughs> Uh, don't harass her, dude. Yeah, Come on. Isn't that considered stalking if or you're something? Like, if she's like ignoring you, you gotta back off. Learn some Chinese. <laughs> Just learn a little Chinese. But yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Learn a few phrases, man. Yeah, that's it. And don't, but don't be like, oh, you look great today or something. Just be like, how you doing? You know, like. Wow, like... No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> of course not. That's what I'm saying. You should. Yeah, yeah. Do. Don't. Do, yeah. Thank you for. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, Edward Berry, ADV Podcast. Hopefully, uh, one day I'll be able to visit a meetup, uh, maybe an mm. ADV Podcast exclusive meetup. God bless. Cool beans. Mm. Thanks, man. Hey, you know what you should learn is you should learn how to say Nietzsche fan la may. Um, yeah, while she's eating. Well, no, well, no, at the cafe she's not eating, but Nietzsche fan la ma or Nietzsche fan la may means have you eaten, and it's basically the standard greeting. Yeah, it's really you, non yeah. non personal. So it's something. And I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think it comes from the fact that everyone was starving to death mm -hmm. recently in history. So it's kind of like a, a, a way to check. 
are you okay? Have yeah. you eaten? Right. You know, are you all right? I'm going to throw, not to go back to this guy's comment, to throw another caveat in here. Mm. What if she's not even Chinese and you're walking up being like speaking? You could really pretty, insult someone. Pretty it's bad. true. That, uh, yeah. Maybe just say, try saying hi and don't be a stalker. <laughs> Very true. But if he does know that she is Chinese. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Just give it a shot. Yeah. I don't like giving people dating advice. Uh, Neither com- do I. Do. <laughs> no. I'm not a dater. No. Comrade General uh, with NT. Cool. Taiwan. Okay. Um, many countries, including Taiwan, are expanding wind and solar, but 90% of rare earths used in magnets and PV cells are mined in China. I find this under discussed in climate policy discussions. Thoughts? Hashtag nuclear green. Agreed. And um, thankfully, they're trying to expand a lot of operations to Texas, where there yeah. are a lot of uh, rare earths. Yeah, rare earths. So. Hopefully, they find some more sources. Yeah. Um, Just learn how to use common earths and electronics. Common earths are okay. way better. They're co- they're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Air, <laughs> dirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, uh, mm. my SO is a mainlander. If she and I want to live in the ROC long term someday, what would be the biggest obstacle for her? Is the best option to become American like me if she's willing? 100% yes. easy. Yes. Easy. You guys yes. can move there. As a mainlander, I've met mainland people that have moved to Taiwan mm. um, by marrying Taiwanese people. But it was such a hassle. Super difficult. So it's super difficult. It's like, like a, um, uh, yeah, get her get her to um, become a U.S. citizen if much possible. Much easier. And then you much can go easier. together, no issue. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Kane Ravenlock again. Yeah, they were just calling it Yao. Yao. Yeah. yeah Yao yeah. is speed. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what drug they were taking. Yeah. I went back to the pharmacy to pick it up, or pretended to pick it up there. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's uh, speed. And yeah. last one again, Kane Ravenlock with a funny little emoji. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. So let's get one or two questions from the usual yes, the usual chat. Let me scroll up real um, quick. While we do, I'd like to talk about what's going on in the background here. This this area is called Shajing. It's kind of on the outskirts of Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. And I used to go there a lot because I actually used to train doctors in a hospital there, the Shajing Hospital. Mm-hmm. It was a hospital that specifi- specialized in hand surgery, believe it or not. Right. Um, and that's because there are a lot of factories in the area. And so, you know, people, it was it was actually quite disturbing because every time I go in there to train these doctors, um, I would see people walking with mangled hands because right, right. you know, they get their hands stuck in the machinery or severed hands and stuff. And they were specialized. In fact, very well known around pretty much the whole of Shenzhen. I don't know if it's the whole country, but as the best hand surgeons. Mm-hmm. So if you had a hand problem, you'd go to the Shaojing Hospital to get your hand uh, fixed up. It's kind of interesting. It is. I hear yeah. a lot of hand, the word hand being thrown around here. Mm. My cousin um, married someone whose surname was Hand. Really? Yeah. Her surname was Hand. Mrs. Hand. Well, Miss Hand, I guess. I, I have a, we used to, you know, when you're a kid and you just randomly prank call people mm-hmm. and you're like 10. Yeah. We called this guy named John Hand, but we called him Hand John. We'd be like, hey, Hand John, did you get a Hand John lately? That's what we did Sounds when I, we were 10 years old. Yeah. Um, someone said, why is sea milk always sunburnt? I'm just very red. It's and weird. you're very yellow. It's I don't every get time it. Not in real life. No. It's weird because we kind of look the same almost in yeah. real life, but cameras pick us up differently. It's the light or something. You know, when we were sure. shooting C&C and CSC, the... Uh, the producers were really pissed off about that when they were trying to color grade. <laughs> yeah, color grade. It's yeah. like sea milk's always red. red and I'm always green or yellow or something. Yeah. Anyway, that's bizarre life. how that happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of these are just nuts. Okay. okay. I'm not Chinese, but I shop at Asian supermarkets. Does that count? <laughs> Honorary citizen. Yeah, there we go. Asian supermarkets are good, though. I, Honestly, I like that's him. like really big blessing. Yeah, there's a lot of things you just can't, you know can't get it's it's interesting it's now the the opposite because when i was in china mm. i would always try to find western goods and it would right. be impossible to find right but here 
actually that's a good point you know we're starved of that kind of stuff yeah. in china but here you're not right you can go to like 99 ranch or whatever it is and you can literally get everything that you would ever want mm. chinese wise you can mm. find this the sauce grandmother used to make you can right. find the pigfoot you know it's crazy right yeah the the pigfoot sauce that you know you in eat. a lot of the families that mm. own the smaller ones like even in small towns where i'm from yeah um they'll have stuff only from their hometown in yeah. china because they can like get family membership over and sure. then sell it it's, it's actually really cool it's crazy you can get everything so yeah I, I like that it's it's definitely made my wife a lot more comfortable yeah and i like going yeah. there too yeah um any more questions? I mean, they're mostly just comments. I can, I can talk about this. This is the red, the red sea thing. Did that get cut out of? Uh, it did, yeah. It, but we made a whole episode about it in Native China. We did. It's called "Even the Sea Is Red" in China. Even the sea it's is a really red good in China. episode. By the way. Oh, this is Shaji. By the way, this building. Me and you are chilling can, on this. Can, yeah. Can you guess how old this building is? Oh on? yeah. That's let's pull the audience. <laughs> um, everybody, um, guess how old that building. Yeah, is. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the chat for a second. Okay. Okay. So right. you talk about this area for a second. I'm gonna see. Again, this is this is near to Shaji, like it's on the outskirts of Shenzhen, and I used to love. It might be older than you think. Love walking around here, and um, like seriously, how old do you think this building is? Okay, um, so we're getting a lot of people. 50 years, 12 years, 34 years, 20 years, 7 years, 100 years, 15 years, 1950, 5 years, 6 months, 5 years, 50 years, 1 year. Okay, they're actually kind of close. It was... Um, uh, 1976. It was Yeah, that's what it was. 1976. Yeah, so that building, to me, looked very... And it's supposed to be like this uh, cultural preservation well, site. It's kind of... Not, not really, but there's like ancient... You can no, but they down. have no. They have those blue plate signs in there. All oh, right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you walk down in these ancient village kind of things, and it all looks like it's old and stuff, but it's uh, it's like 19, yeah, it's like ancient. But the thing is, like, <laughs> my father-in-law took us to a village one time. Yeah, I remember and that. He was like, "You guys aren't gonna believe. You don't have this in your countries." Yeah. He was being nice. Yeah. It's like you guys don't have this kind of stuff in your countries. This is some ancient Chinese culture, and we're like, "What it? What? They just look like like pigsty, like yeah, brick yeah, buildings." Yeah. And he's like, "These are from the 1960s. Yeah. They weren't destroyed." We're like, "What? Yeah, it's supposed to be an ancient village." Beard grew up in a house in Scotland from the 1700s. Yeah. That was a house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know anyway. more than 100 year old houses in South Africa that in Cape Town that I grew up in and stuff. Yeah, too. yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's quite common. New York City yeah. as well. Cool. Anyway, I think we're gonna cut it off here, guys. We are. We um, are. Stay tuned for next. Uh, this coming ADV China is gonna be really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put that together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else lined up for a, for the week? Well, tomorrow, you, tomorrow. tomorrow you can catch. I have a, a live stream yeah. where I'm going to be discussing uh, a specific video and a specific thing about um, just a societal ill in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something that uh, I, it has a happy ending. Okay. But it's something that I would like us to to talk about. So. If you guys go to my channel, Loudy6, the video I put out yesterday is about the uh, how China's morality, kind of some of the stuff we talked about. Yeah. Uh, it's going to tie me. in. Yeah, so very similar in. topics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, you guys can check out ADV China, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, and the live stream tomorrow on my channel is going to be the same as this, uh, 3 p.m. Okay. PST. Um, PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, good. So we'll catch you in the next one, guys. Thank you very much for joining us once again. We really appreciate your support. Can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, you know the drill as always. Hang on. Let me try. I always cut myself off here. Stay awesome.